Hey, welcome to Sleep With Me Podcast, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story, and it's different than other podcasts because that's all we do here is tell you a story to help distract you from whatever's keeping you up at night, racing thoughts, worries, concerns, anything running through your mind. We're going to distract We're going to distract you from that with a little story. But the story's going to get more and more boring, so you can slowly lose your grip on consciousness and on the, the plot of the story and drift off to dreamland. That's it. That's how it works. If you've never been here before, all I can say is give it a try and, and see if it helps you fall asleep. I hope it does. If you need show notes from this episode or older episodes or anything else, you can find on our website, sleepwithmepodcast.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you consume your podcasts. If you can do us a huge favor, whether you've been listening for one week or four months, and review and rate us on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Podfeed, wherever you originally found us, that would be great. We, uh, I want to get our iTunes reviews up to 20 and just get some reviews going on Podfeed and Stitcher, and that way we can organically... Find new listeners. People that can't fall asleep, they'll say, hey, this is working for this person. Let me give it a try and, and, and see if it works for me. Because if you're listening and you couldn't sleep before, you know, you're, you're helping me out, but you might be helping out someone else that's suffering from that same unbelievably torturous feeling of being up all night tossing and turning. So please. Either rate us with stars, or if you can take the time to write up a review, I would really appreciate it. And if you have any other feedback, you can reach me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, or at Dearest Scooter on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Get Bessos, the tale of James Cash Penny and Richard Warren Sears' escape from purgatory and return to Earth in search of vengeance against Jif Bissos, founder of Amazon.com, the man who destroyed their retail legacy, in their humble opinion. And this is purely a fictional podcast based on historical fiction. It's a work of fiction of history. Thank you. If this is your first time listening to Get Bessos, older episodes can be found at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash getbessos, G-E-T-B-E-S-O-S, or on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcasts. When we last left off, guys had met up with Mother Nature. She'd given a long, boring speech, and then James had talked her into healing the rift to hell, and Miss Bessos is here, but somehow... She had got pulled through the rift, and she was stuck halfway between earth and hell, inside Miss Pesos's ear. And then, suddenly, Hans Zimmer Gorbelli, in disguise or in corporal form of a, a lumberjack, brawny-style lumberjack, showed up. And that's where we pick up on another episode of Get Pesos! we pick up our this week's story, we're right where we left off last story, which is that Mother Nature is about 51% not, like maybe from her belly button 
to the soles of her feet is out of Miss Bessos's ear, and the rest of her is in Miss Bessos's ear, presumably not inside her actual head, because that would be impossible, but in hell. And she's got two trees holding on to her ankles trying to pull her out, and some some creatures or something in hell pulling her in. And this has been going on before we caught up a little while, and they've noticed that they're kind of at a standstill. And R.W. is watching the trees and the bushes, and a couple more trees have gathered around, and they're, they're all looking sternly, and the rabbits and more forest friends are coming. And R.W. starts noticing that they're kind of making threatening uh, like the rabbits are choking, pretending to choke each other and then eat one of them and then, and then pointing at R.W. And then the bush is pointing at, then the trees are cl- smashing the bushes and then pointing at Miss Bessos and Spraygay. And, you know, the ant, and R.W.'s like, I don't think the plants are happy. Then James is like, all right, all right, everybody calm down. Yeah, the plants, okay, everybody plants, rabbits. Dear forest friends, can I just call you all forest friends? That seems like a very inclusive term. I mean, unless any of you are forest enemies, but you shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I guess we are the forest enemies. Everyone, just calm down. James Cash, I'm I'm just really scared. I know, Miss Bezos. Is your real name Angela? Because someone, he called you Angela. It is, but I'm just, I have this, I'm I'm scared. Okay, calm down. Okay, but, sweetie, I'll hold your hand here, yeah. Let me just rub your back. Okay, it's fine. You you only have a rift of hell in your ear, and this woman, who was probably a demigod, partially in your ear. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, sweetie. Okay, calm Oh, thank you. I'm just... We're in a bit of trouble here. Uh, Gorbelly, you just show up here in your lumberjack gear. I, oof, what are we going to do? Because do any animals, does anyone other than Mother Nature speak English? Other than this pantomiming going on about beating us? No. Okay. Mother Nature, can you wiggle your legs if you can hear us? Ah, uh, buddy, um, I remember how it's pretty loud down there. Yeah, yeah this would be Freddy Spriggy. Yeah. yeah, remember it was like all that gurgling and the screaming and the moaning. It's It's terribly loud and it hurts your ears, so... Okay, well, she didn't kick her legs. Thanks. I was waiting for Mother Nature, guys. But she didn't kick her legs. Okay, so what we can tell, Gorbelly, you're like, Gorbelly, you're on my fucking shit list. Like, this whole mess. Okay, calm down, James. As far as we could tell, if we pull, we just got to pull her out, right? Oh, no, 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 James. This is Mr. Gorbelly here. Um... In my non-lumberjack, this is my real voice. Uh, no, if you pull her out, you cannot tell what in hell. You will basically be reopening a rift to hell. You know, no, whatever creature's pulling on her will be brought back with her. And there are some creatures. You know, it could be one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It could, you, even Cerebus could alter human history permanently if you release him on Earth. So you can't pull her back out. And it could cause a hell cave-in. Like, there could be a whole build-up of creatures down there. And, uh, uh, yeah, so you can't pull her. Okay, and if she gets pulled in, what's as far as I could tell, there's going to be apocalyptic weather. So, you guys are in quite a pickle here. 
I I would have wish you would have given me a call and not ignored me and been running around like naughty boys, you two, stealing my hell bus. You know, I left. I took my care of the bargain. I left the horn of Jethro for you, and then you guys steal the hell bus. You steal Freddy Sprague. I mean, I need this guy for stuff I got going, and the bus. I need that too. Hey, buddy, you do not sound like a lumberjack with that friggin' talking you're doing. And, uh, well, I was confused. Okay, well, I cannot help the way I talk, because if I don't talk like this, I might talk like you or James, and it'd be very confusing for everyone, okay? So this is how I talk. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah, because I, I mean, I talk like I talk because I'm the man. Okay, well, it's not about you, okay? This is doomsday scenario. Now, nah, everybody... Okay, this reminds me of a bad time in my life that I'm going to talk to you about a little bit extensively because as long as we keep her, it looks like about that belly button level. Don't let her go. Is that a belt is made of living uh, flowers? Huh? Those flowers, look. if you look real close, they're smiling. Kind of like that. Uh, okay, Gorbelli, get to the point. Okay, now many of you know the history of Gorbelli Corporation, right? When Hans in my belly, remember when uh, you guys remember my lawsuit with speed stick and Menin? By Menin, you know they stole that from me. Gorbelli, remember? Okay, no one remember. Okay, well I tell you a little bit about myself, Hans in my Since I'm here and I uh, know you guys, we've been working together, or mostly I've been helping you out to get here to get pesos and the whole nine yards, and you're supposed to do me little favors, like take this Freddy Sprague back and not hide him in the hotel room and then take him to this and then cause the end of the world, which is about what you're about to do, or at least some bad shit. Okay, so let me tell you. You know, I was in uh, the WW1, Hans Zimmer Gorbelli. I worked for America, but I was a consultant, and my passport got mixed up. Because my name is Hans Gorbelli. They say, what are you Italian? You're German. You know, lots of trouble. So I end up in with the Brits. And, you know, a lot of you don't know about WW1. is trench warfare. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Okay, buddy, no one cares about you in the trenches. No, no, this is a history lesson. And it, I think you come to apply to this problem. But I need to make a long point because... It is uh, my chance to talk, okay? So trench warfare. You know, a lot of you know, okay, you American, you guys remember the trench warfare. We in trenches, which is like a dig, a thing, and then there's land, and then there's the bad guys on the other side. Trench warfare. Okay, basically ditch warfare. I don't know why they call it trench warfare, but ditch warfare, trench warfare. It's a what? The fronts of WW1, the Western Front. That's what I was on. And I was in the British Army. Uh, but you don't even have a... Oh, okay. okay, let me just talk, okay? So it's a horrible thing. And the, the reason but the, the trench warfare is because of the advances in weapons. We advance with the weapons, with the machine guns, and the bullets go farther, hand grenade. But no mobility. You see, these weapons keep people pinned down. And uh, no, we don't have the tank, the army tanks, you know, and stuff like that to advance on positions and to, you know, make strikes with an airplane nowadays, you know, that kind of stuff. So we all pin down and you try to go 
an attack, you go, you go against a machine gun, you're going to lose. Or they have the, the cannons. So we pin down in these trenches. And that's what inspired my whole business and my whole way of life was being there. And you might think I'm a bad guy and all this stuff about you you guys hiding stuff from me. I'm not a bad guy. I died in the trenches with my, my brothers, okay? And I would have had sisters in there too, honeys. No, no offense. And it was awful. He, he, you've been to hell, Freddy Sprague. It was hell in there, hell on earth. And, you know, we're exposed to the cold and, and long stretches of doing nothing. And then the terror of your life out there, when one second go from boring and cold and your feet cold and you have disease and sick and, and trench rot and stomach things, and we barely have anything to eat. And that's why I started my business to, to, to make food for things like that. But moving forward, okay? So you're strapped in these trenches, and then if you go out, you, it's time to go over the top, and we make a move on the position. And all of us go over the top, and maybe we clear out, but, but it, it means near certain death to go over top. And the thing is, none of this is called attrition, the war of attrition. Because we just sit there, the, the the Germans, they sit there, and we can't even better, if you're in the trench, you can't really shoot you. We could throw a bomb or, or shoot more, you know, stuff, mortars, artillery is what we call it there. And it blow up, might blow up some people, it might not. And, and if you get blown up, it's no good, no antibiotic, you know, it's bad stuff there. But most of the time you're just sitting there, and then they come at you, and you try to kill as many as you can or hurt them. And then they lie there, and it's terrible, man. You be in a trench with dead bodies of people you know. And I'm not trying to get you people down because I know we got a bigger situation on our hands. But I think, like, we used to have this saying because we knew, why why you keep us in these trenches? Like, we're just trying to try, you know, the Germans are much better at waiting to, I don't know, the present tense of attrition, attrit. But they do that, and they wait, and, and we have some commanders. They say, oh, no, we're going to beat these guys. We're going to go in, and we're going to storm them, and we're going to beat them good. And we always go, oh, no. And we say, there's a, there's a, we are lions being led by these donkeys, man. And they tell us, and they say, oh, no, go over the top, you guys. And they say, they come visit. They say, oh, you heroes, blah, blah, blah. But we just scared the boys, man. And we're just doing... We don't have a choice. You know, me, I come from, um, I'm poor, okay? I have no choice but to do this military service. And then that picks up with my name and saying, so I end up on the front lines, okay? And it's a sad place. And now we're in the sad place here with this. I mean, it's a bigger, I could go on about this whole trench warfare. It does, it, it sealed away my mind work, Okay. But this here with her, like I joke, we take the sword, the saw, sword, sword, sword her in half, okay? We take her and we cut her in half because then the hell keep half or they just chew on her head and, and then part of her stuck in your ear. And then we take the other half, we give it to rabbits. We call it, call it a day. Oh, no, no, I'm kidding with rabbits. Okay, I guess you don't understand. Don't, don't bite your teeth at me, Okay. Now, I know you don't understand this is a, a, a tale. I thought Mother Nature 
when I was listening in the grove, I hear a long tale. And she said, well, I'm a ghoulist and all that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, so we had a, a, uh, we had a bit of a stalemate, we call it, you know, war of attrition, futility. That's how it felt like to us is futility. And so it goes that Vonnegut Vonnegut once said, and that's in retrospect, I felt that, uh, you know, you go and you, I, I buy some, some chance to survive, okay? But what we're going to do here is uh, what, what we never could do is, is try to flank, which w- was the uh, commanders. Instead of saying, hold up, man, let's just stop and come up with some new way of fighting that we haven't invented yet. So this one isn't going to work. These are young boys dying. And, you know, I don't even want to give social economic thing about, oh, more bullets get shot, more grenades get thrown. You look at the statistics. I mean, I don't want to get into the statistics because they bore you about grenades, mortar rounds, howitzer rounds. You look at the numbers that go from like, oh, we just do it in like 300 to millions. Okay, who making, follow the money. Okay, buddy. Uh, we got a situation here, and then boop 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 a doop, boop 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 a doop. Angela, Miss Bezos's phone rings, and just out of instinct, she answers it, and she goes to put it. A little comic relief. She goes to put it to her ear, and then she has to switch hands because she puts it to uh, Mother Earth's butt. But she so she puts it. Hello, oh oh Jeffrey, you're gonna order more ice cream. Okay, I'll be right there. No, you don't need, Jeffrey, you don't need to order me an ice cream. Just order yourself a large and take your time with it, Jeffrey. Okay, Jeffrey. Okay, we'll be, we'll, I'll be there. Who is we? Well, I'm here with my friends, and we're coming. We'll, we'll be right there, Jeffrey. Yes, yes. Yes, Jeffrey. Okay. I know you have the helicopter. Bye. She hangs up. And she's like, Jeff, Jeffrey's here. We need, I, I, I'm having a, pan, I have a, I have a woman or demigod or whatever in my ear. And this is just not good. Uh, there's, tr- you know, I still am in shock because there's tr- trees in this whole thing. So, and now you're, you know, I never knew this about World War One. I, I, you know, I'm just a young woman and, and this is all, you know, I'm going to have to look this up and read about it later. This World War One sounds terrible. Is it, this whole Western Front thing and this trench warfare. Oh, no, I'm talking non-history lesson here, but, well, maybe history lesson. We don't want to repeat the history is what I'm saying, my dear. And and what I say is we could flank the the whole devil pulling on your thing. Because what if it is the devil we pull him back in to earth, and then he stay, oh, thank you, Mother Nature, and then he stab her. No, 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 bunnies, we're not stabbing her, okay? What if we do that, and then... Uh, so we could flank, but then we'd have to go get the bus, drive to hell. I have to call and make a lot of deals with people to get us a gateway into hell. It's not uh, it's getting, believe it or not, getting out of hell in that sense. Because I did not bring you guys to hell. I was just tracking you. It was the devil, you know, that brought you to hell for that tour. So getting into hell is, is a bit more complicated um, than just getting out. And I've been trying, you know, I have not been to hell myself. Believe it or not, I do all this work with, well, we don't need to get into that. Okay. So, okay, Jesus, Louisa's buddy, you're killing me here. 
can you get to some kind of friggin' point of what the heck we're gonna do? We got a lady in her ear. She's gotta go meet Jeffrey. I need to meet this Jeffrey guy, but I need to get this whole crisis out of my hair. And, uh, we got Mother Nature, Doomsday. What are we gonna do here, buddy? Well, that's what I'm trying to answer is that I don't know. Because, you know, Freddy Sprague, he, he's all quiet. Oh, what are you doing to that tree, man? And then... You know, Freddie Sprague was just rubbing a tree with his hands and, and rubbing his cheek against it. And the tree seemed to like it. And then everybody, the tree and Freddie Sprague, tried to act out cool. Like they weren't just comforting each other. Which, who could blame them? I mean, in the in the face of this crisis, if you're still awake, is that it would be pretty scary. I mean, this is, I'm taking it like it's a big joke. It's not. Okay, Mother Nature, if she gets pulled into hell, then on Earth... You know, who knows? We could have it, you know, it'll be a whole weather events and all that kind of stuff. Chaos. If she gets pulled out of hell, like, who wants the devil running around? I mean, who knows what kind of... We don't know the implications. And so if it being there, it would be terribly frightening. I mean, I'm surprised Miss Bessels is handling it as well as she did. If I had a woman in my ear, just for starters, it'd freak me out. And then even though I, even and then a rift even if I had a rift in it okay you know it's freaky that's what I'm saying so let's get back okay let's get back to the story okay guy okay. uh so yeah um I don't know what we should do because that's what we always ask ourselves there is like what I would really like to do is talk to the generals you know and say hey man you guys we just boys you're gonna throw us okay okay. Hmm. Talk to the general. So you're talking about calling? Anybody got it? Anybody got their God phone handy? Uh, Angela, does that uh, phone call God and the devil? Can we get them on the horn? Okay, everybody. James Cashpen here. Everybody, calm down. Okay, I've tried to calm you guys down before. Let's just all stay calm. And okay, someone's wrapping a vine around my neck. Can you please stop? Wait, I'm wrapping a vine around. Hmm. Yeah, can you take that vine off my neck? Uh, vine plant? And, yeah, rabbits. There's two rabbits just called up my pant legs. Please do not bite into my legs. Oh, that kind of tickles so. There's rabbits. Okay, can rabbits, can you get out of my pant legs? Thank you. I think I have an idea. I think we need to act fast because who knows what the weather implications of just having this going on are. I mean, I... I keep seeing these micro flashes of tornadoes and stuff that maybe you guys aren't aware of, but they're pretty scary. And we can't let Jeffrey find out. Poor Angela, Miss Bessos, is suffering terribly here. And it'd probably be good if the devil or God, if this doesn't get back to them. Is that, Hans, is that a possibility? Well, it's a good possibility the devil don't know. I mean, people tell him, but so much lying going there. If he don't see it for himself, a lot of times, you know, you know, buying that shit, you know. You know, if you work in hell, well, well, you would say I get into, but yeah, maybe not. And God, I don't know so much because of the, the whole mother, I, we can't get into the politics here, but possibly, probably. So yeah, so if we can get this taken care of ourselves, hopefully Mother Earth and you guys don't punish us. We're here. We're going to help Mother Earth. So I need everyone to stay here except for the vines. We're going to need some vines. And this is what, what, what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the car. We're going to get the Horn of Jethro. I'm going to get that little devil's Biden. And vines, you're going to 
tire on my legs. I'm going to push. I'm going to grab onto Mother Nature's legs. You guys are going to push us both in. And then I'll untie my legs. I'll tie them to Mother Nature. And you pull her back in. And then I'll seal up hell from the inside. Because the Biden will seal the... Uh, that's what the devil used to create the rift. So I'm assuming it can reseal the rift, Gorbelli. Help me out here. Because I've had a good question. I mean, he opened a rift in our ear with the thing, right? You're saying that? So he went up and, like, did something to her ear, like, Where does this wash go Well, I don't think he... He didn't say wash does wash wonga. But, yeah, he did something, like, cut her ear. And then this rift to hell opened up. And then he was going to pull her in through the rift. And probably see, yeah. So, so I sound like, yeah, you'd probably be able to seal it up. Oh, but James, what's going to happen to you? Well, I'll have the Horner Jethro, and I'll just, like Hans said, I'll figure out a way. Hans, you, you can, uh, oh, yeah, with, with, uh, well, you're just going into hell blind, huh? I don't know. Oh, buddy, you're not going into hell. No, no, we'll figure something else out. We'll just, why don't we just leave it, right? Right? Listen, James, hear me out. <laughs> James, James, listen, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out on this one. We'll just leave her in. How about that? Gorbel, what about that? Well, I, I can't say it. the long-term consequences for the weather or Miss Bessos' posture, uh, but it could have a tree walk around with her on. Like, we'll just have a tree walk around and have rabbits and, and vines, and it'll just be like a tree. Miss Bessos just always pretends she's standing next to a tree. Huh? Huh, guys? You know? Yeah, buddy. Just do that. Yeah, James, I, it's fine in my ears. We'll, we'll, and then we'll figure it out. I'm sure Mother Nature's working hard in there to, uh, you know, get. We'll, we'll figure it out. No, no, guys. Thanks, but this has got to get done. We need to seal that hole up, and we need to get Mother Nature out. And Angela, Miss Bessos, I'm sorry that we, we got you into this. And I've been, I mean, I'm a dishonest man. I'm going to come clean, you know. Me and my buddy are from purgatory. And I develop feelings kind of, I don't know. I, I Yeah, I shouldn't have got you involved in that. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, James, this is, this is terrible. I mean, if I wasn't in shock, I'd probably hit you. But eh, you better fucking get in there. Yeah, now that I think about it, you, you're an asshole. Like, you need to get in there and fix this. But still, it's... Okay, well, everybody just... Okay, let's hold the tears off here. I'm going to get... I, I'm per, I've am i been to hell once. Uh, Sprague? Oh, never mind. You and that tree. What kind of tree is that, anyway? Boar ash or a... Uh, is that a... Um, well, we don't need to talk about that right now, either. But here's what's going to We're going to go back to the cars. We're going to get the horn to bite it. Ah, uh, one thing. Uh, this is Freddie Sprague here. Um, I've been noticing the weight-to-pull ratio of the trees when they've been pulling on her. And to be honest with you, we're not going to be able to get enough force to pull her out. You're going to need some sort of gravitational force to pull her out of her ear. We need some gravitational thing, something with thrust. Like a, like a helicopter, huh? Like Jeffrey's little helicopter. Exactly. Like, if we attach the vines to that... According to my calculations that I'm just doing in my head, this is why I want this man. You see, clearly he's genius. Clearly, this man genius. So yeah, um, we'll just have, you could just have the helicopter pull pull her right out of the ear. 
and then everything would be fine. Okay. Um, all right. Um, all right. I, I'll run ahead to the get to car. I'll talk to Jeffrey. No, he, I, I know him. I know his pictures. I'll talk to him about using his helicopter. Well, well, I think I should. Well, you can't because uh, call ahead. Tell him uh, your buddy R.W. is coming. And I'll meet you guys at the chopper. So R.W. runs off. And then James is like, yeah, I think uh, whew, this is sounding like a very complicated plan. But okay, we'll uh, tie the things to my ankles. You guys will take off in the chopper. And Angela, you'll stay here. And I'll kind of say nice things to you. And then the chopper will take off. Or no, I'll dive in. The chopper will take off and then pull Mother Nature to safety or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out on the fly. It's going to be okay, okay? I'm sorry about everything that's happened. It's okay. You've been, you've been here for me. Okay, you guys, uh, we're going to need two trees. Let's go to the car. So they all will head to the car. And we'll do a little time. Fast forward. They get to the car and the chopper and who stand there at RW and... They get back, and Jeffrey Bessos is uh, is there. Mr. Bessos is there, and R.W. standing right by the helicopter. But something seems to be wrong. Like, Mr. Bessos is uh, rubbing the helicopter with his hands, and uh, R.W. is like, okay, everything's say okay, we're ready to go. Hey, Je- Jeff- Jeffrey's like, hello, 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 hello. Jeffrey, it's me, Angela. Angela, I've lost my sight. I need you. I can't find my phone. And I've gone blind. I think I got brain freeze and it affected my eyesight. This man gave Okay, you uh, calm down, Jeffrey. Uh, so what happened was I, uh, when I got, I got, here's the Biden James and here's the uh, horn of Jethro. I put a little, uh, a little, I spiked his uh, ice cream with a little, uh, glutton slush so not very much so he'll be I, I mean i'm assuming you'll wear off because i just did a little drop oh our dubby man that's messed up yeah but uh well, well who's gonna who's gonna fly his helicopter dude hmm good question uh I, i'll man yeah I, 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 uh, this guy was in ww1 he should be able to fly a helicopter huh oh i'm unable to fly like i was i was a grand soldier don't don't worry, Freddie Sprague here. I can fly a helicopter. All right, I'm a mechanical genius. I'll be able to fly. It, all right, all right. You guys get in the house. Uh, Angela, the you take you guys take Jeffrey in the car. Don't hey uh, Jeffrey. Uh, don't worry. Yeah, I got you. I'm a a trained ophthalmologist. We're gonna get you in this chopper. We're gonna fly you to. Uh, I got an emergency doctor right here. We're gonna fly you. Oh, thank God. Oh, don't worry, little baby. Oh, baby, you like your little mama. Go ahead and get in there, and, you know, we'll talk all about George Packer. Oh, the George Packer, he, was, he might have been, yeah, he could have made you blind. Yeah, right. Okay, get in the chopper. And uh, Sprague, Sprague, Sprague gets in, starts the chopper up, and James starts tying vines. And the vines are actually self-tying because they're still alive, and they've got a big tree they're attached to. And then the tree um, detaches the vines, and the vines wrap around the chopper. James uh, looks at the chopper, and then R.W. hops back out of the chapter and goes up and gives James a big hug. All right, buddy. I'll uh, I'll see you soon. Okay, don't worry. I'll uh, I'll come. I'll kick the bus. I'll drive to hell and get you. All right. 
I'll meet you, uh, don't turn into one of those, uh, Glustons, all right? You just do, just do some straight glutton. Well, that, that, that's where they punish. I can't go down to hell and become a glutton. Oh, well, uh, you know, find a place to hide or something, all right? All right you got the horn of Jethro. That, uh, hopefully that works all the time down there. Uh, all right, buddy, I, 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 you're my best friend, okay? I'm uh, saying that close in your ear so nobody else hears. You're my best friend, James Cash Penny. Take care. Then our Debbie takes a deep breath and gets on the chopper. And chopper's getting ready to take off. And James hugs Angela. Miss Bessos says, Alyssa, I'm sorry again. James, I do. I, 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 I know it's way too soon to say I love you, but it's the bravest thing any man's ever done to me, even close. I mean... One guy took me on a hot air balloon ride. That's the best date I've been in my whole life, and the rest of it's been nonsense. So this is still the best date I've been on, despite the fact that I have a large woman in my ear that may or may not be. I, I, I may have had a stroke earlier, and that, that maybe that's why this is such a... Okay, I'll just go with that. But give me a kiss. And they kiss. They kiss deep. They kiss hard. They kiss with passion. The kind of passion when you kiss someone, and your, uh, I also can say is like your tongue, you can feel like their cold breath, and it's coming from their, their deep deep down inside of them. It's cold, passionate breath. They embrace and they squish together. And meanwhile, Mother Nature's wriggling, so it's kind of killing the moment. And James says, "Okay, take care." Okay, Angela. Bunnies, I need you to help this woman if... Okay? All you rabbits. Mother Nature... Help... Mother Nature, help her. James takes a breath, and then he looks, and he's got his legs, and the chopper is getting ready to lift off. He says, all right, Gorbelli, what I'm going to do is I'm going to push her legs in, and hopefully she'll break free, right? And then I should be able to hold on, but then the weather's going to get really bad. So, yeah. As soon as I do this, Angela, you gotta hide. You gotta get and all you animals get cover in case some giant tornado comes. Uh, Gorbel, I'm gonna need you. Let's see. I'm gonna need you to uh, help me push her in, and then you know you can get out of the way. Well, what do you what, what do you mean? Uh, and so you hold on to her legs, okay? So hold hold on to her ankles right here. So Gorbelli holds on to her ankles. And then, okay, come on, or tree over here, give him a little boost. So that tree kind of lifts Gorbelli up. So he's at, now his, like, waist is at ear level. All right, now give her a shove, but hold on those ankles tight. And so Gorbelli starts to push, and then as soon as he starts to push past 51%, the weather starts to get really bad. And then he says, launch the chopper, and the chopper takes off, but it's, you know, the weather's crazy. And there's thunder, and there's lightning, and there's rain, and there's tornadoes, and there's blizzards. I mean, this is over the whole planet, but, I mean, even in this parking lot. And then Mother Nature starts to fall, and then, uh, you know, she's, she's, her body's, like, once her once her waist breaks through, she starts a free fall. And then Gorbelli kind of looks back at James, what's he doing? He goes, hold on, you motherfucker. And he pushes Gorbelli right in. And he dives in behind him, grabs Gorbelli's ankles, and then they, all three of them fall, plummet into the, through the rift of hell, and then, poink, the thing goes taut. And then the chopper, you know, it's the chopper's battle in the wind. 
and it's battling the lightning, it's battling the snow, and there's even like miniature tsunamis coming just from the, like, you know, from water splashing. But all sorts of crazy, crazy stuff's happening. The animals are running around. People are running around. Poor Angela. You know, I bet you there's someone, at least someone videotaping it to put it up of like the string coming out of her ear and going in and out. It's like she's getting her ear flossed. And she's, she just goes catatonic from total, I mean, total shock at this point. She's like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm in a coma somewhere. And it's pretty, it's got to be a strange, again, to go back to break the story, but I mean, to have a rift in your ear, can't, it's got to gotta feel odd, you know, be interesting feeling, probably not an interesting feeling. But so the, 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 the vines are going in and out of the rift, in and out of the rift. And then finally Sprague must hit it. The chopper goes up and it goes taut, pong, and then it's pulling. And then, you know, it's getting, the chop, and then all of a sudden the chopper starts getting pulled down, down towards hell and it's going in. And, you know, everyone, and by everyone I mean all the rabbits, all the bunnies, all the trees, all the vines are, are in baited, baited breath. Oh, no, oh, no. And then the chopper seems to gain something and then like a whirlwind hits it and scoops it up just hits like an upwind so it's almost like mother nature's fighting and then the chopper pulls 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 and it's fighting back and forth back and forth and even more to get more melodramatic some of the whole vine starts to unscrangle or untwinkle or whatever you call it like it's gonna break you know just like they always do that to make you think you're like there's no way the vine's gonna break and I'd like to break the vine on you, but I'm not going to do that because you've got to go to sleep soon. So, yeah, it's like looks like it's going to break, but you know it's not. You know it, you know it can't be. And then it's pulling, it's pulling. It's, you can tell there's a lot of weight behind it. So you're like, oh. And then finally, boom, you see these like. By the way, when I'm picturing Mother Nature, or her legs are the exact same as the witches from The Wizard of Oz. She's got on, you know, some ruby red slippers. Probably hers are ruby green. And then she has those striped stockings that the witches wear. Or at least the witch got crushed by the house. But so whatever, source you see striped stockings and ruby green slippers and and then boom, her waist pops out. And then more of her thing, and then the weather starts to calm and then there's a little slack and then she realize she must realize she gets a hand out and she shoots more wind and then the chopper goes and it's pulling, it's pulling, and then it gets to like her neck and this again struggling struggling and then more wind and it gets one last pull and it pulls and pop and out pops just the uh, mother nature she pops out and she falls off and then she she hits her head and then boom another tornado grabs the chopper and flicks it away we don't even lose sight of it it gets caught in some sort of like a combination water spout Tsunami, hurricane, blizzard, tornado, temporary one that won't be reported on the nightly news, but I'll remember forever. It gets tossed out, and I, I, don't, I don't know what happens to it. And then Mother Nature lies on the ground, and Angela jumps on her, and then all of a sudden she feels like, feels something tingling, and, and she goes, uh, she goes, she starts touching her ear, and she realizes that her ear's healed. She can actually, she licks her finger, sticks it in, whisks it around, comes out with a little ear wax. And then she sighs relief, and then she starts to cry from being overwhelmed, from having this man try to save her life, kind of, or save the whole world. I don't know. 
and she collapses and she ho she just holds on to Mother Nature and then the weather starts to calm and she sees she's breathing and crying and Mother Nature's kind of breathing and then the rabbits and, and some deer come and the plants kind of some trees gather the two of them up with a bed of moss because you know bed, beds of moss are always wonderful and she I've always dreamed of bedding in some moss but then you got to worry about bugs and stuff and those two are sound asleep on a comfortable bed of moss sound asleep and comfortable and the moss kind of sucks the trauma out of what happened in this episode and we'll be back soon with another one to find out what happens but yeah they they kind of lie in their bed of moss soothed by the cool touch of non-insect moss perfectly clean moss Sucking their woes away, saying it's going to be okay. Another day's coming. Storms are gone. There's a break in the clouds, and there's even a rainbow. And the rabbits, they hop on the moss bed, and they're no longer baring their teeth. They become those cool rabbits from cartoons you fantasize. They got the cotton ball tails, and they're using them to, you know, rub, rub their foreheads and the backs of the, the two women's necks. Well, actually, I don't know if Mother Nature's actually technically a woman, but I'm going to call her a woman right now. And, yeah, so we're going to leave it there tonight. Thanks for riding that one out. I know that was a doozy and a lot of tough action to follow, especially if you were asleep. It would be real hard to follow. And I kind of hope you were because I can update you at the start of the next episode. But if you were awake, let me give you the basic summary. Because I don't even know if I followed it. I'm, my heart's probably beating a mile a minute. Like, James tried to... What's gonna, his plan was to push Mother Nature in and go in after her to the rift of hell, change out the vines that are around his legs and tie them to hers and pull her back out of hell. At some moment, he, he flipped the script a little bit and he threw Gore Belly in. Now, why? I don't know. It seemed like a deliberate thing. It wasn't an accident. So I don't know if he was punishing Gorbelly or needs Gorbelly or maybe he thought the extra weight would help pull Mother Nature out, but I don't know. He's definitely in hell, and he closed the rift, so he's trapped there. But he saved Mother Nature. He saved all of us. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Um, right now it's like Tuesday night, about 7, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time. You know, the world would have ended right now, um, or stuff really bad would happen. Like, so let's say you're my, one of my friends in Ireland. Who knows if your whole the Emerald Island might have been sucked up by a sea, angry sea monster because Mother Nature was gone, or a giant wave. Or let's say I noticed a big bump in friends from Korea listening. Yeah, I don't know. Something bad could happen to Korea, like... Uh, uh, asteroid or you know Godzilla I mean Godzilla's Japanese but something like that you know and I said you know a couple times but yeah so I'm glad you guys are all safe America you guys we could have we, we got a lot that could have gone wrong earthquakes super volcano that super volcano that's cooking up in uh, Yellowstone could have wiped out America so Canada you guys you would have been safe. I mean, you just froze or something. 
So thanks for listening. And don't forget, don't, don't worry, Germany and Denmark, Australia, New Zealand. You guys, I didn't forget about you. You would have been destroyed too by something. So your lives are spared tonight because James Cashpenny decided to spend a little more time in hell. So I hope that helps you sleep because he cares about you not being able to sleep. And I do too. So does the other people that listen to this podcast because they've, they've felt the way you felt if you're still up, you know. So if, if you can't sleep and this didn't help you sleep, go ahead and listen to Welcome to Night Vale or Get Up and Walk Around. And I hope, I hope, I hope you get some rest. Good night.